This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Next on Plains FM, we have Movie Talk, a program for all things cinema-esque, for the discerning film and video junkie. to Movie Talk. Today we'll be starting with two interviews, one about the need for better support for women going through the birth of babies, the other about the upcoming Aotearoa Film Festival. We'll also be reviewing the dynamic film version of a Broadway musical, In the Heights. They tried forceps, they used the suction, they cut her. I just screamed out no. That was the worst moment of my life. It was just kind of like I was just all on my own. With me now on the phone is Zoe Naylor, one of the filmmakers of Birth Time, the documentary, of which there will be a special screening, followed by a Q&A session at the Hoitzrikaten this coming Monday at 6.30pm. Uh, Zoe, I understand that you're quite an activist seeking better health care for women during birth. Can you explain to us what um, your film Birth Time, the documentary, is about? Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me on your program. Um, it really came from a moment um, when I birthed my second child, Bo. I'd had experienced birth trauma with the birth of my first child, and with my second child, I did not, um, which... Maybe it was because I trained as a journalist, but there was something innate in me that just felt super hungry to understand what it was that was so fundamentally different between the birds. And so we asked the question, really, which we followed our noses on, was what would it take for all women across the world to emerge from their birds physically well and emotionally safe? Because we have such a focus on healthy babies but we forget about the mother. It's the birth of the mother. And the birth is one thing, but then you embark on this entire career um, as a mother. And it's really so fundamental that we get birth right in order to be able to enjoy motherhood because I had postnatal depression after my first baby and I did not after my second. And from following our noses on researching this film, we realized that the key is really or there's many, many keys to that, but really we explore all of that in the documentary. Yeah. Well, well, uh, 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 um, uh, the film actually does start with your second, uh, the birth of your second child, Bo, and that is a water birth, which again is something unusual that um, many people don't know about. And, um, you know, to me, this is quite a... Uh, a deep, you know, strong beginning to such a film, and all the, you know, the issues involved, and the complexities. But, but the, essentially, the, it boils down to mothers needing at all stages of the birth, that is, before, during, and afterwards, they do need um, some sort of advice and guidance and help by a midwife or some person of that nature. Is that so? A hundred percent. So the World Health Organization has just put a mandate out that says the key to saving the planet is giving all women access to continuity of midwifery care 
during, like you said, pregnancy, birth, and postpartum. That is the key to actually not only saving the planet, but actually ensuring better outcomes for mothers and babies. And it's interesting that you comment about Bo's birth, you know, being the opening of the film. You know, we're so accustomed to seeing violence on the big screen and (laughs) full-on things, but we're not comfortable with normal physiological childbirth. In fact, some people, like, you know, have never seen it. Some obstetricians have never seen it. You know, the obstetricians we interviewed in the film, one of them was sharing that they're trained to cut. They're not even trained to sit on their hands and allow the unfolding of birth, which is not designed to be on the clock. You know, in some indigenous cultures, they give it a birth month. Yeah, so it's, it's really the catalyst to start a conversation, but it's also a great way to normalize what should be the most normal thing that we're all accustomed to. I see this essentially as a film that will be for women, which women can identify with. But, I mean, it's only, what, in the last 30 years or so, or much less than that, that uh, men have been um, able to go to their wives' uh, birth of their child. And um, so it's only, you know, at that time that men are starting to experience, uh, have some sort of association or some knowledge of this, the mother's experience. Um, Do you think it's important for husbands to come along and see this film also? Oh, well, that's exactly why Aaron's um, touring with me and the film this time, um, having the partner's reflection. And we've got a very inclusive representation in the film. We've got a multicultural inclusion as well as, um, you know, various uh, homosexual um, inclusivity. Um, we, we identify with all people. So it's a very, we welcome everyone into the sphere and partners particularly. It's so important. Yes. And we, we say this is a film for young men as well as young women, women, partners, um, parents, grandparents, aunts, birth workers, policy makers, scientists, everybody, every human being, because we underpin the film with themes like human rights, the patriarchy, feminism, you know, big themes that for a long time I was kind of, a, 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 I didn't really understand them, but we put them in such a way that everyone can kind of come to the table and have be part of the discussion. And Aaron's voice, because he's traversed three births in three different models of care, is a very powerful one. And yeah. I think that all, we have to come together. All partners come to the table. Families come to the table and, and experience this film because it will make you laugh and cry. It will bring, bring up things. It will give you hope. It will, it, it's been quite particular in the way we shared and disseminated the information so that it's a very, um, it's an invitation, essentially, yeah. Yeah. So the whole point of this is uh, to um, promote, uh, um, yeah, the fact that women should be able to work in partnership with one midwife through all yes. the, uh, This is it. And so you, you feel uh, the, uh, the importance of a midwife must be uh, promoted and even, well, the availability and also pay for midwives and all this sort of thing yes. because, because of this importance. This to you 100%. seems to be the fundamental point of the whole thing, isn't it? Yeah, we were, we, we're actually on each of the panels having a representative from the New Zealand College of Midwives. And last year, last night we had the pres, uh, President Nicole and in Christchurch, we've actually the CEO, Alison, um, Eddie. And it's so important. You guys are 30 years ahead of us in terms of you've got publicly funded continuity of care here. But, you know, the midwives are grossly undervalued in the way they're remunerated and in the way that it's set up here. So there's huge burnout rates. And women are starting not to understand. They've become complacent because they, 
they've had the continuity for 30 years and they don't really understand how hard people fought to get it and how close they are to losing it because in some of the tertiary hospitals here, the trauma is mimicking exactly what we explore in the film. So it's really a global issue. It's for all the women, yeah. um, all people traversing parenthood. I, I feel like it's a conversation. We've got, you know, with the representation from the college there, we can really speak to what's happening on the ground we can then I can speak to you know birthing experience and Aaron for the partners, and we can really start to unify this conversation globally, you know, so we can actually make changes across the developed world, which is so needed right now. Yes. Okay. Well, would you believe we're already running out of time, Zoe? So right. one important point again is this is showing on Monday at 6.30pm at Hoyt's Rickerton. Now, will this film be available for people to see after that uh, here yes. in Christchurch? We've already had um, about 25 um, requests via demand film, and you can request a hosted screening via our website, birthtime.world, as well. I know that there will be more local screenings to you for you guys, um, and then eventually we will turn this to be available via our website, which is birthtime.world. Now, if you would like to get a ticket and come along to the Christchurch screening, which is uh, on Monday night at 6.30 p.m., head to www.birthtime.world forward slash screening. Um, and, yeah, we really hope to see you there. And I've bought all the um, Birthtime merchandise over with me too so we can start to raise awareness and, you know, wear these items so we can create these unified global conversations across social media, I think is where social media has such a powerful voice. Thank you for this. Thank you. And um, thank you, Zoe. That was Zoe Naylor, one of the makers of Birth Time, the documentary, which will be screened at Hoyt's Rickerton this Monday at 6.30pm. And I'm Hans Petrovic on Movie Talk on Plains FM 96.9. With me now is Helen Mann of the Canterbury Film Society with news of the Aotearoa Film Festival, which starts at the theatre at the Christchurch Art Gallery this Sunday. Helen, this festival of New Zealand films is open to the public for free. Can you tell us how long it goes on for and something about the movies being shown? Kia ora, Hans. Yes, sure. And thanks for having me today. I should preface all this by just commenting that uh, society uh, this year has 45 films and we're right, uh, including two free festivals. This is one of them. And then we had the Queer Film Festival oh, yes. in March as part of Pride. Because we're at the halfway point, it's a great opportunity for people to buy a half-year pass, which is $70 for 25 films. So um, I'll jump into the to the festival that you're mentioning. It starts this Sunday, the 4th, and all events but two are at the Art Gallery, which is kind of our home. Ah. Uh, and two so of, where are the other two films being shown? Yes, we're part, we have uh, a close partnership with uh, Alice Cinema in Tuam Street and Lumiere in, at 28 Rolleston Ave. Ah, right. So we, we interface with them quite a lot. They're very supportive and we support them. So 2pm is at the Art Gallery. That starts us off and that's the Par Boys. Uh, um, which is Hemiona uh, Grace, 2014. And we have got, um, to our great delight, Juanita Hippie as our presenter. Now, she's acts in the film and she's also an all-round musical creative with 20 years in the industry. So we're really privileged to have her. Then later that night, we jump to Alice's in Tuam Street, where at 8pm there is a screening of... The Heart Dancers by Rebecca Tansley, yeah. which which is a, if you can, you have to get your imagination <laughs> around this. It's a film about the ballet of the film. Yeah, an adaptation of 
The yeah. Piano. Yes. And the, the fame, that's one of the top films ever yeah. made in New Zealand. Yeah, that's right. So they've, they've turned this into a ballet. ballet that's right. So the <laughs> film's about this ballet, and uh, I think it's probably the only ballet film we've had in the last 10 years. So, again, it's free, um, but both the Alice's and Lumiere uh, free screenings have to be booked on phone or by Facebook Messenger. You just have to contact them and say, I'd like a seat, please, and then turn up 20 minutes before to take that seat. Yeah. So that's pretty straightforward. That's at 8pm. Uh, jumping to Monday at 2pm back at the gallery we have Ruby and Rata, an old favourite with Gaylene Preston and Robin Lang and then on the evening we have our equivalent of our blockbuster evening which is um, Taura Pakahi's Poie, the story of our song which is just an enormous joyful song of a film which I suspect we will fill up it's free, you just turn up, no bookings it's first come, first served Yeah Right. So jumping to Tuesday, back to Lumiere, um, 2 p.m., The Strength of Water. And then to Wednesday, we have a double feature, starting a bit well, earlier. Well, um, I, I'm Strength just reading water. somewhere that uh, for this film on Tuesday, yes. Strength of Water, yes. that there's also lim- already a limited seating available. Well, and people should um, you know, get online to b- book in beforehand. Yes, well, limited in the sense that the theatres are not enormous. It's not as the theatres at Alice's and Lumiere oh, have smaller numbers than the art gallery, which is 178 seats. That's all oh, it means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not limited in the sense that some people are paying and some people aren't. They're all free. Yeah. yeah. Well, the one at the art gallery is a bit bigger. It's good. Can you at the moment? Can you fill that up if you? We you, how many people very can occasionally you get in we there? do. We recently had about 160 for for um, women on the sixth floor, but we typically get 90 to 100. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so we've got almost 300 members now, and uh, fortunately they don't all turn up every week, so that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. So anyway, Wednesday night uh, is our double feature, again free. So just turn up. For all of these films, the doors open um, at least 30 minutes beforehand, so people can turn up, buy a glass of mulled wine or home baking, and on 6.30 is Cinema Avanese, which is Sam Neill and Judy Reimer, and then uh, an hour later, 7.30, we've got Jeff Murphy's The Quiet Earth. Yeah, well, two things there, there well, several things there. That, uh, the one at 6.30, that's, is that only an hour long, actually? Yeah, it's just a, a short And uh, this is a film made by Sam Neill. That's right. A documentary that examines the cultural and historic yeah. context from which New Zealand film industry... Yeah, it's grew. great. Well, he was there right at the start, of course. Yeah, I know, it's it a shows, great one to yeah, have. It shows the development of our own cinematic style in New Zealand yeah. and from the 1970s onwards. So that's a, that is a fascinating one-hour one. Yeah. And then at, uh, at 7.30, you've got the other one starting. That's yeah. a Jeff Murphy, quiet, which I haven't seen. Murphy. No, but I don't a, know it either. It's a sci-fi. <laughs> so really within this, um, within this group of films, we've got reggae, ballet, sci-fi, documentary, um, poye, which is um, Māori, um, pop music, really, I suppose you could call it. I mean, it's just just gorgeous. She yeah. says so sci-fi. It's sort of basically about the last two men and women on Earth, yeah. what they get up to. Yep. And um, it's also now it has been considered as a cult classic mm. about last people on Earth. And yeah. in that sense, um, uh, that's obviously why it's been brought back uh, for the, mm. this festival. So it's quite wonderful to get together such a, uh, a varied um, mixture of films well, and you can go and see them for nothing too. Well that's right, it's all part of joining <laughs> the celebrations of Matariki which of course we know from next year onwards will be a public ho- holiday 
and we want to get uh, join with our, all the other artistic souls in the city to celebrate. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, weather permitting, I think this is something people should just, just jump at. The, mm-hmm. These films have had very short exposure in theatres, and one or two of them may be available on, you know, TVNZ online or something, but really, the big screen, you, you just got to, yeah, you've got to sit on the big screen, and we will have Teora Pakaki himself will be introducing that by video link. Oh, yes. And also, um, now, where can people find uh, information about this AOTRO Film Festival so that they know which films are on which night? Okay, well, our website's the best place to put. We've got website. um, Canterbury Film Society. Canterbury Film Society, all our social media. We're on Eventbrite, or sorry, Event Finder. We're on Neighbourly. We are in brochures and city libraries, cafes, and probably the art gallery and city libraries is the most... Uh, likely place you'll find both a brochure for our whole year, but also we've got a special A5 flyer for this festival. That was Helen Mann with news on the Aotearoa Film Festival, which starts at the Christchurch Art Gallery this Sunday. I'd like to thank the sponsor of the show, the Harcourt's Grenadier Accommodation Centre, which is now located at 98 Moorhouse Avenue. If you're looking for a place to live, check out the Harcourts Accommodation Centre website, www.assetmanagers.co.nz. That address again, www.assetmanagers.co.nz. In the Heights is the film version of a Broadway musical set among a Latino community living in a New York suburb. Carolyn Brown's been off to the Alice Cinemas to see this dynamic, feel-good film. Uh, Carolyn, I don't think I've ever seen a musical quite like this, with its own kind of music and movement. Uh, What did you think of The Heights? It's definitely a very upbeat um, musical. You can't go in there thinking, oh, I'm looking for something quiet and yeah, that's not going to stick in my brain. Because <laughs> two hours of Latin American music... Well, two hours and 20 minutes. Two hours and 20 doing. minutes yeah. of Latin American music is just, it's wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful. You're totally well, it's, supposed to tap Yeah, in. I mean, it's not just the um, Latin music. They fuse together rap and hip-hop mm. and then and then various Latino sounds like salsa and merengue and all this sort of thing. Um, yeah, it's, it's an amazing mixture. And, uh, and what I liked, it's such a, it's a, it's a feel-good film. Everybody in that film is smiling. Yes, even when <laughs> they're going through desperate times. Which in this day and age is, is quite, a, <laughs> quite a change to see. It's, even it's though, wonderful. Yeah, even though the themes of the musical, I mean, it deals with poverty. It deals with um, the falling of a community apart through the selling of property. And it deals with death and it deals with 
Yes. Yeah, racism yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, very strongly yeah. deals with racism. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and, and does it, mm. yeah. And, and these are Latinos coming from, oh, some from um, the Dominican Republic, some from Cuba and places like that. Mm. They settled into America in New York. Um, essentially, they're happy there. But it's like the main uh, a, a character in it. Um, he, uh, that's, what's his name? Usnavi. Usnavi, played by yeah. Anthony Ramos. He's still got dreams of going back. Back to his childhood, to the, to, yeah. to the childhood in the Dominican Republic. That's a sort of an island down south, and he still remembers as, as a kid as a sort of a paradise. And he's got this thought about this dream of going, going back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Now he's yeah. got his father's died and left some sort of a bar, some some dilapidated place down there. Which he, <laughs> well, he purchases it. Uh, yeah, but anyway, to, not too much of the the plot line to give away, but. Well, what is important to know is that this is, this is very well choreographed, very well produced, very well put together. Oh, yeah. And yeah, this is uh, directed by John N. Chu. He's the fellow who directed that um, Crazy Rich Asians of a couple of years ago. Yeah, which ago. is another good and film. That was a set uh, in mainly some New York woman going to Singapore. Mm. But the uh, main brains behind it is uh, um, Lin-Manuel Mo- Lin Miranda, who yeah. is the brains behind Hamilton, even though this yeah. came before Hamilton. Yeah, made this before um, Hamilton. And, and he also, he's come up with the concept for it and then yeah. he's also written Well, it's based on a book. Written it and, um, and you know, get done the music and the lyrics for it as he well. He did, but he, hmm. he he wrote the stage play. It's actually um, from a book by uh, Carrera Alegre Hundes. Ooh, I, I think didn't know I that. Pronounced that properly. <laughs> um, yeah, and she and then she co-wrote the um, musical with him, and then he's turned it into a film. Yeah. So the the musical started in two thousand and two. So it's taken a long time for this to be developed into yeah. a film. Well, I'd never heard of this before as a no, musical. No, I hadn't either. But. Um, but nevertheless, it's it's just so dynamic because most, I mean, it, the the opening scene's eight minutes long, yeah. and that's um, all basically all singing. That's a very in, long inside trailer. Inside the house, out in the shop, out in the street, and more and more people. The street scenes, more and more. Or people mm. dancing around. And you were you telling know. me that you can actually watch that eight minutes, which must be the longest yeah. trailer, film trailer in the world. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> um, right. It's get... a tra- not a trailer to that, but to some, yeah, yeah, that's right. I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. That's what it's all about. Mm. It is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, but it was nominated, I mean, the musical was nominated for 13 Tony Awards, so it's very highly regarded and, yeah, definitely, really. And there is speaking in it. It isn't yeah. all music. Well, well after that, first eight minutes, I started to assume that they're going to sing on for the sing next everything. two hours. This is a sort of a, a sort of a pop rock opera of some kind. Yeah. But then all of a sudden they started to talk. But that is possibly one warning for people because I, I couldn't always follow the plot No, too I think there needs to be an international version where all the Spanish words are, are translated because yeah, I can understand in America uh, Spanish is the second most spoken language after English over there. So it's very common to know uh, the words like Māori here. It's very common to know general terms for it. But some of them I struggled with, with mm. well, what was the meaning of that? What were they talking? And I quite would have liked some subtitles for that. But yeah. Yeah, because they're either singing and I can't understand. It's like <laughs> listen, trying to understand somebody singing in an opera. You know? I would say that, that accent, yeah, As that you Bronx say, they're speaking in well. Spanish and not, uh, sometimes English, sometimes Spanish. They bounce backwards and forwards. But, uh, but nevertheless, it's 
you followed the gist oh, of the story and really all the away. issues involved. And, and essentially all these people are dreaming or hoping for a better day of some kind. And But they all turn out to be unexpected. Uh, everything works out well for them in yeah. unexpected, unexpected ways. Unexpected ways. Yeah, mm. no, it's very good. And another we note is Lin-Manuel, Lin-Manuel Miranda. He stars in the film as well. Um, he plays oh, the, the, the guy selling the water. Um, Mr. Mr. Pellegra, I think is um, Pellegra. Uh-huh. I think that's yeah. who's good. So look up these, for him. He has his own solo. And visually, there's so many crazy uh, scenes. I mean, there's that one scene of this building, uh, people uh, um, having a few kisses on the side of a on a balcony on on the yeah, floor up on, on the side of the bu- of uh, building, and of then they decide to go dancing up and down the building. They defy gravity by getting <laughs> off the balcony and just running up and down the uh, side of the building. <laughs> I don't know how they did that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the film is full of those visual effects all the yeah, time. Yeah, the pool scene is pretty thing. cool as well. Yeah, yeah. so there's nothing yeah. to be bored about. Yeah. Now, uh, we're running out of time already, but ah. the, this film, sort of, just something I'd like to mention, is uh, the coming week uh, that starts this uh, thir- tomorrow, Thursday, at, uh, at the Alice's is the Sparks Brothers, and that's another musical. This is a documentary is about an eccentric um, team of uh, brothers uh, who 50 years ago started up their own band, that's the Sparks, and um, they put out 25 um, albums uh, with them, but the odd thing about them is I'd never heard of them. I'd You've never, never heard, heard of them. Nobody knows heard of them. <laughs> but they, it seems that within the film musical industry, they did influence everyone around them with their own eccentric style. And this documentary picks all that up and is also good fun. It's well over two hours long. And... Um, so you get the idiosyncratic music throughout the film, and um, uh, this one should also be well yeah, worth seeing. Yeah, something different. That was Carolyn Brown with her views on In the Heights, and I'm Hans Petrovic, inviting you to listen to Movie Talk again on Plains FM 96.9 at midday next Wednesday. Wednesday.